0: Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk. Here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was at B Lake would be a little weird. Mm. Brew-like? Yeah, it could work. It could work. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can make we can make that happen. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, it's just a click away at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. That's all you got to do is go to the website, order it, they'll ship it right to your door. This holiday season, it makes a great gift for a coffee lover in your life. And don't forget that every... Uh, uh, purchase you make at Strange Brew, money gets back to the Bulldog Initiative. And speaking of that, if you own your own business, if you're a business owner, if you're you're a marketing manager for, your, for any business, you know how important their printing services are to you. PIP Printing in Ridgeland is offering a deal that Mississippi State fans are going to be hard-pressed to pass up, a 10% donation to the Bulldog Initiative with every sale you make with Pip Printing, so if you need new envelopes, forms, banners, window, wall graphics, 3D signage, anything to help promote your business, and again, this is money you're already spending with with, with a printing company. Switch your business to Pip Printing. Tell them you heard about Th- on Thunder and Lightning. Tell them you've heard that they support the Bulldog Initiative, and 10 percent of each purchase or each sale goes back to the Bulldog Initiative in your name, not not in Pip Printing's name, in your name we're talking about if we can you know if you can get 10 businesses to take them up on this at $1,000 you know that's $1,000 is going to get back to the bulldog initiative so on and so forth so you you can do the math on how quickly a large sum could make its way back to the bulldog initiative just by spending money your business already spends on marketing and printing so give camden baker a call today 601-499-5216 or go to we'll check them out online see all the services they offer at their website pipridgeland.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. uh, Shipping's going to be tight. I I would go shop at the store. I would make a trip to Jackson, head to one of their two locations there, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or shop online, collegecornerstore.com. And in doing so, uh, you can, uh, you know, Get the maroon and white merchandise that you want this holiday season, that you want to put under the tree for your for your kids, for your wife, or for yourself, to be totally honest. They've got a great selection of literally everything Mississippi State. For yourself, for the house, for the tailgate, they've got it all. So give them a call today or and check them out and see what they've got going on at College Corner, two locations again in the Jackson area, to serve you this holiday season. Restaurant Tyler, Starbuck's flagship restaurant... I'm already trying to concoct a new contest to beat Robbie in. We can get back to restaurant, Tyler. But until then, we'll just have to go there for lunch every now and then. They have the best blue plate in the state city of Starkville, one of the best in the state of Mississippi. Great meat choices, great fried chicken, fried catfish, uh, hamburger steak. I mean, this is the classics. A lot of great veggies to pick from. Mac and cheese is a veggie, right? We count that as a veggie? No? No. No, just just so I'm clear on this. That's good. Yeah, and the, my maybe my headphones messing up here, but I said is mac and cheese a veggie, and you said no. Is that is that what I'm hearing? I, I would, I think
1: I I would be correct in saying it's not a vegetable.
0: Oh, I don't know if I
1: noodles noodles and cheese. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah don't veg don't know if that's gonna pass. Side.
0: It's a side. It's a, you get you get it on the side. It's a veggie, it's
1: <laughs> not a meat. Are French fries uh, vegetables?
0: Yes. I mean,
1: are potatoes vegetables? Yes. So I guess it could. Be, I guess it technically is a vegetable.
0: I mean, is wheat a vegetable?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess technically. I mean, yeah. There you go. What it's, is the definition hot hot of, of a vegetable?
0: I'm just saying. I, I didn't realize this. Was but I, I, don't think, I, don't think, uh, I don't
1: think. I don't think. I don't think mac and cheese would would land on that list. But
0: hey, well, we'll I'm going to count it. I'm gonna say you can eat your veggies with the mac and cheese at, at restaurant. time. It's healthy. It's good for you. It's got dairy. Yeah. yeah. And dairy, Calcium. everybody knows dairy is great for it. Dairy's fantastic and keeps built strong bones. <laughs> yes, yeah, we all That's know. That's what they say. That's what they say. And I say go eat at restaurant, Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi here to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. And build a relationship with a community bank that's going to do you benefits for a long, long time. It's important to bank in your community the same way it is to shop and to to eat at local restaurants. It, it's what builds our small towns here in Mississippi up. And 16 locations means there's one near you. A small town bank with big financial performance, that's what Priority One is. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. I feel like there's been and, and, and Robbie talked and I talked about it before the show started. That, that there's there's a, there's an idea that I'm going to come on here today and, and just kiss old Missus ass for the next uh, thirty minutes. That cannot be further from the truth. I want to make I want to make everybody clear on that. All right, we're we're not we're not here we're not here to, we come here and here to bury Caesar, not to praise him. Okay, so let's 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 get that out of the way first and foremost. But what I want to talk about, Robbie, is what Mississippi State is doing with its program, in terms of recruiting, in terms of the portal, versus what Ole Miss is doing and, 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 and how they're they're linked, but at the same time, they are not. And I think that's an important distinction to make. Um, we all see the success that Ole Miss is having in the portal right now. It's, it's inescapable, right? They've, they've picked up some incredible playmakers on offense. They've been able to keep their playmakers from a season ago. Although there's there's like this little like pot bubbling on the back burner about Judkins that like he hasn't come out and said. Are we at the point now with players that they have to come out and say they're staying? Do they, can we not just accept that a player who's who's got a deal is staying? Does it have to be public?
1: It's kind of like whenever you go to the gym, like, are you really working out if you haven't posted about it? Like that, like you, you cannot go to the gym and work out unless you've posted a picture of yourself working out. So you can't. You're not coming back unless you actually say you're coming back. That's that's where we are right now in this life.
0: Okay, I, I get that then. But then defensively for Ole Miss, obviously they've added some key players. They may add some more. Possibly going to add a former Mississippi State player on that side of the ball. I haven't. I don't think that's been made official yet. But there, there's a lot of smoke that DeCamry and Richardson. Uh, is, is headed to Oxford, so be it. And so, I, I we were talking to some friends today, and I, I said, "You, know, I've already reached the acceptance phase on what Ole Miss is going to be next year. I have skipped anger, I skipped denial, I skipped bargaining, and I just went straight to acceptance. That that's going to be a good football team next year. That they're going to be favored in." At least nine games and probably, maybe possibly ten, depending on what LSU is. I don't know. The, I mean, They could be favored against Oklahoma. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. The only game that you can just look at their schedule and say they're probably not going to win that one is Georgia. They won't beat Georgia. But everybody else in their schedule is, is beatable. So it should be a good football team. This, this situation reminds me a lot. And maybe I'm just projecting because I want to. But it reminds me a lot of Mullen's first year. He came in when Ole Miss was kind of at a a peak. They were at a high point. Uh, They had just gone to the Cotton Bowl and had their best season, had a a great season under under Houston Nutt. And it it looked like the programs. and and, and Nutt said it himself, he said there's one program on the rise, and that got thrown back into his face at the Egg Bowl by Dan Mullen. And there's a lot of similarities, right? The the difference is that Kiffin – has done it now, This is his. his, his you know he's had t- t- uh, two 10-win seasons, he's had another eight-win season, and I know Ole Miss two years ago that season didn't go the way that they wanted it to, but eight and five is still a good year at Ole Miss. Whereas with Mississippi State, you have the loss of Mike Leach, and that leads to the, the program this year being down. And so now you bring in a new coach, you bring in Jeff Lebby, and as we've said here on the show, his coaching hires haven't been exactly wow. The offensive recruiting has been good, which you would expect with Levy, because he does have a good reputation. Defensively, it has not been where you want it to be just yet. And I just, I, I feel like I keep saying the same thing over and over again here, Robbie, that this next season, 2024, is going to be a year where Mississippi State, you know, we, we got to set the, 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 the goal of making the bowl game that's what it's, it's get back in a bowl game, start a new bowl streak, get to six wins at all costs. So what I'm trying to say here is this, that Ole Miss this year is going to be up and Mississippi State is going to be down and that it's it's okay because Mississippi State can be up next year. They can be up the year after that. Ole Miss fans right now are running off at the mouth. Well, we're about to leave state in the dust. Well, I've had that conversation with Ole Miss fans before. I had it in 1990, and then I had it again in 2003, and then I had it again in 2008, and then I had it again in 2015, and I'm going to have it again now, I guess. And every time I hear, oh, we're about to leave you all in the dust, I look up two years later, and we're still right there with it. And Mississippi State is still winning games against Ole Miss. And Mississippi State is still going to bowl games. And Ole Miss is... And it is a cyclical thing. This was a really good Ole Miss football team this year. This was a really bad Mississippi State football team this year. And they won by 10. And the game was in doubt in the fourth quarter. So the idea that Ole Miss is just miles away from Mississippi State is ludicrous. But this is going to be a process. And, Robbie, I think... I think Mississippi State fans are having trouble embracing that fact that they they they, they can't they can't embrace the fact that this year it, there's a process to this and that Mississippi State is going to have to go through that a little bit in in 2024. I I just I don't think that's getting through to Bulldog fans.
1: I don't think people like the term process. I agree. Or or you know I don't think people want to deal with you know rebuilding or anything like that and listen in this day and age you shouldn't have to go through this um you know you have the opportunity to to build your team through the transfer portal mississippi state has had every opportunity to go out to the transfer portal and create a roster that would have them competitive next year but i think what we're seeing is a lot of guys out there probably don't trust this coaching staff right now in comparison to some of the other coaching staffs like, uh, you know, Ole Miss and some other places where coaching, where the coaches have been there for a while and they have um, rosters that are ready to compete right now. Mississippi State just doesn't have that right now. So even though you have NIO money, even though you, you know, you have the transfer portal where you can get immediate guys, it's not as easy as just, you know, like you've said, going on Amazon and buying players. Right. You know, that, that that's just not going to happen. But that's the reality of the situation right now for Mississippi State is they are in a cycle right now where they're going to have to rebuild. They're losing a lot of players, whether it be to graduation or the transfer portal. And, uh, you know, this is a little bit different than where it's been in years past where Mississippi State lost, you know, kind of trimmed some fat. They've lost some major contributors in the transfer portal here. They've lost, you know, a couple of cornerbacks that would have helped them next year. They've lost their starting running back, their starting quarterback, They've lost, you know, uh, the top wide receiver for the most part. So it's going to be an even bigger rebuild for Mississippi State than expected. And I, I like what Jeff Levy has done with the high school recruiting class. I think it has a chance to be a, a, a good one. And that's a good place to start to kind of build your foundation. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can fill some holes and kind of get by next year because I, I don't see – even if, you know, miraculously Mississippi State's able to land a couple of difference makers in the transfer portal, I just don't foresee next year's team being a team that can compete in the SEC West or the SEC now that it's, you know, the divisions are eliminated. Right. But what you're trying to do here is show that you're building something, that you're, you're making progress under Jeff Lebby, and then next year maybe you can sell Mississippi State a little bit better. But right now, they just haven't been able to do that. They've tried with some guys, and then in other situations, it looks like they're not – it doesn't really look like they're in on the right guys, like on the defensive side of the ball. Right, like, I agree. It just – you know, they're just – and, you know, that hurts a lot of people's feelings. Like, we're not supposed to talk about that, but let's be honest. The the guys that they're getting on the defensive side of the ball don't have a lot of options from other teams. Right, This is – you know that that's the reality of the situation this Mississippi State is getting players on the defensive side of the ball right now that I don't think are going to help you take the next step they might help you get by and help fill a fill a spot but I just don't think these guys are going to take Mississippi State to the next level so hopefully with a year in advance where you have a chance to build relationships and things like that maybe that can change some things but as far as next year is concerned, it's going to be rocky at times, and maybe for the whole year. I don't, I don't know. We don't know how this is going to turn out. But people are going to have to have patience with this this team and this coaching staff.
0: And, you know, I, I see a lot of people talking about the old Miss transfer stuff and, like, if they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. Here, Here's one thing I know for sure, and because I don't know if, if that's true or not. I don't think that it is, but, it, but regardless if it is or not, Here's something I do know that I've been living in this state long enough to know that ain't nothing going to happen. So if you're somebody who's like, oh, hey, Mrs. gave they took out a big loan on NIL and, and that's going to come back. No, it's not. It absolutely is not ever going to come back to bite them, all right? We, saw, we talked about that with the NCAA stuff. Oh, when this happens, that program will be in the desert for 10 years and then, you know, uh, four years after the sanctions, they won 10 games. Yeah, you know, no, nothing's going to happen from nothing's that. Nothing's going to happen. So just my, my thing, like that that's the point my, I wanted to make today—that nothing is going to happen.
1: My thing with all that is like, you, like I, I get that Ole Miss is uh, your primary rival and all that. Mississippi State has to focus on being Mississippi State.
0: That is, that's Mississippi State's got to get make. its
1: own players? Yeah, you know what Ole Miss is is doing is uh, is one thing. You've got to do your own thing. You've got to you got to handle your own business. Mississippi State needs to go get good players. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss can't get 5,000 players. <laughs> right. but they, they, they're they limited to 85 scholarships. So let them get their 85 guys. You need to go get 85 guys. You need to get, you know, 40 players that are four-star better or something. You know, you've got to go handle your own business. You've got to stop worrying about what Ole Miss is doing, and you got to get better. So that that's kind of the biggest Thing for Mississippi State right now is they have to elevate themselves right. and do their own business to take themselves to the next level and continue to compete
0: in the SEC. And this is not to say that as a Mississippi State fan, you've got to start being respectful of Ole Miss. All right, if you don't want to like Ole Miss, you don't have to. That's not, that's not what we're saying here. We're just saying that in 2024, Ole Miss is going to contend for the college football playoff. Mississippi State is not. That's gonna be okay. All right, there, That's going to be a, a not a, a huge issue. There, this is the sickle. It's team. not
1: going to be okay. You know, you know, good and well is not going to you know be okay. You know what I mean, though.
0: I mean, it's just like <laughs> life is going to go on. And let's say yeah. this. I'll just say it out loud. The last time Ole Miss was in this position was two thousand and nine. They were a preseason top ten team. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They brought back Javon Snead and, and and McCluster and all those guys, and they were thinking this was a team that was going to make a run. How did it end for them? They went 8-4, and four, and they lost the Egg Bowl in Starkville. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you today that Mississippi State's going to win the Egg Bowl when we get to Thanksgiving, all right? But what I am telling you is that the last time Ole Miss was in this position, they blew it. In 2016, everybody's like, oh, that's going to be a great Ole Miss team. And then when they were up 24-3 to at the, at the end of the first, in, in the second quarter against Florida State in week one, everybody was thinking, oh, well, that's this season's over for Mississippi State. State had lost to South Alabama that that Saturday. We were all watching Ole Miss on Labor Day night, thinking the Egg Bowl going to be eighty to nothing. And how did it turn <laughs> out? All right. So let's let. Yeah, them-
1: that seems to be like a. It's like a Mississippi State and Ole Miss staple. When you have high expectations, something bad is going to happen. Like it, it, I mean, it really is. I mean, like State got the number one in the country. And then lost three of the last four games. I think in fourteen. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, it 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 seems to happen. The eighteen, you know, state had that great roster coming back. They won Mm -hmm. eight games. Yeah. Nobody.
0: And I mean, Ole Miss two of the last three years they've won ten games, and that's awesome for them. But what has it gotten them? I mean, they haven't won anything. They didn't win the bowl game that year. They, they 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 were second in the West. You don't get a trophy for that, you know. You, you don't. So, and you look at this year coming up. Yeah, they're going to be really good. But are they going to get? Are we going to get four SEC teams in the playoff? Because right now, you can you can go ahead and pencil Georgia and Alabama in. They're certainly going to make it. And then you have Texas coming in with Quinn Ewers coming back and a large chunk of that production coming back. Texas is going to be a, a college football playoff contender too. So, you know. It may sound like I'm trying to rationalize. Oh well, well, you know I'm trying to get Ole Miss out of there. Ole Miss is going to be really good. They could easily be a preseason top five team. Easily, you just have to let Mississippi State do what it is doing right now. You know, people in this portal era have gotten so caught up in in, in you know getting players in immediately and fixing things. That's not how it works. And you know, with Kiffin, his first year at Ole Miss, the portal really wasn't a thing coming into the 2020 season. I think he got a few transfers that year, but it, it, it wasn't a whole lot. Now he got, and I don't want to say lucky, you know, because it is what it is, but he inherited an NFL quarterback. You know, he had, but at the time we didn't know Matt Corral was going to be an NFL quarterback. We knew he had yeah, a it was the backup. He, we knew he had a big arm. He had some athleticism, but that's all we really knew. And Kiffin went out there and coached him up and turned him, and Lebby was a big part of that as well and turned him into. A guy who, from a talent perspective, had everything it took to be an NFL quarterback. Obviously, there's some off the field stuff going on with him, and he can't, you know, he can't shake that. But there's you know if you you put his his physical attributes up there, that they're right there with anybody. does state have that? i don't I don't know. Does Chris Parson or Blake Shapin can they become that guy? I don't know the answer to that question. But you know that's a great starting point. Is when you have an NFL quarterback to start, you feel like you've taken care of almost everything else. And what happened in year one for Kiffin was something we've talked about a lot. Yeah, they lost to Alabama, but they lost sixty-three to forty-eight, and their fans were ecstatic because they were like, "Man, we're competing with them. We're right there. We just got to get a little bit better defensively." And then they, you know, they made some changes. They were better defensively in twenty twenty-one. They took a step back in twenty-two, but they were better again this year. Uh, defensively than they were the year before, and that's why they're ten and two again.
1: Kiffin, yeah. The the only difference makers they got that first year was uh, Kenny Aboa and Otis Reese.
0: Yeah, but, I mean they already um, had Elijah Moore on the roster. They turned him, in, you know, Levy and Kiffin turned him into a superstar. You hope that that can happen again with you know somebody like uh, I don't know, I don't know Creed Woodmore, and just, just throw his name into the mix, or or or, 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 or Justin Robinson. I don't know. What I do know is this: is that Mississippi State's going to play this 2024 football season. They're going to win some games. Ole Miss is going to probably win more than Mississippi State this year, and and so be it. But it's about you know you you people have just lost sight of the idea that you can you can sometimes you have to build your program back up a little bit. It feels like everybody just expects the immediate gratification uh, of college football that you know. Well, we sucked last year, but we're going to be good next year because of the portal. It doesn't always work that way. And we've been talking for months about Mississippi State, and like it feels like there's no excitement and it feels like there's no juice. And Levy has done a good job in his early days of, of getting some of that back, but it's a process. It's, it's not just a process on the field, it's going to be a process off the field to make Mississippi State a more exciting and desirable program for college football players to, to want to come to. And that's just something that Levy is going to have to do. And it's going to, you know, he can only do so much until there are games happening, and he can start showing off what his offense can do. I expect Mississippi State this year to be a lot like Kiffin's first team. That Kiffin first year team, they won f- four games in the SEC, which means if they had played non-conference that year, they probably would have won eight games. You know, I've seen some people saying, "Oh, they only won five games that first year," as if they've forgotten that it was all SEC games. Yeah. Yeah. They, that, that that that's 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 you know irrelevant to the point. That had they played non-conference, they probably would have been an eight-win team. I don't think State's going to be that. They would be really, really ahead of schedule in year one if they are. But State, yeah, but can they get to
1: six? That, get to that's State's. kind of them.
0: And, and you look at their schedule. Their non-conference games are, you know, Arizona at Arizona State. Not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination, but that's a game you can win. And then in the conference, Arkansas and Florida are both teams that are kind of in the same boat as Mississippi State. Both five and seven teams a year ago. I think or was Arkansas four and eight. I don't. I don't even remember. Arkansas looks like they're they're not going to be very good. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Billy Napier as a coach. Can you win those two games? Can you go two and six in the conference? That's not asking too much in year one. That is not asking too much. I've seen some people who saw that schedule come out and they're like, oh, that's an eight win schedule. No, it's not. It just isn't. You know, unless Jeff Levy is a far superior coach than we're giving him credit for, unless Blake Shapin is going to come in and be a far superior quarter quarterback that we're giving him credit for. And if the second part of the portal window, Mississippi State is going to add some real playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. But if they go six and six in the first year and Ole Miss goes ten and two and goes to the playoff, that's great. But then in twenty twenty five, we're going to line up again and state's going to be better again. And guess what's going to happen to Ole Miss? Dart will be, and I know you're saying. I know you're saying it right now. Well, they'll just go back in the portal. They're not going to go back into the portal and find another Dart, another Judkins. They're not going to be able to replace all these receivers. Twenty twenty five will be a down year for Ole Miss, and I'm not saying they're going to go three and nine, but I am saying they're not going to go ten and two. And I'm saying it right now. In twenty twenty five, Ole Miss will not go ten and two. If I'm wrong, you can come back for me in, on New Year's Day, twenty twenty six. I guess. We'll worry. I think
1: they'll still. They'll, they'll still get good players out of the portal because that's what Lane Kiffin has done. It's just going to be tough to get this kind of portal class because right. the reason, one of the big reasons they're getting this kind of portal class is the pieces they already have in place. Correct. It's a, it's a very attractive roster right now with Jackson Dart, Quinshawn Judkins. the defense is getting better. They have some pieces of wide receiver. So, Players know that they can come in and compete for the playoff next year. So it's going to be, they'll, Kiffen is still going to have success in the portal. They're still going to get good players. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know if you can have the number one transfer class next year do that two years in a row. That's going to be tough. But so, yeah, they will take, they'll probably take a little bit of a step back.
0: And this is to be take a step forward in 2025.
1: I think state more than anything needs stability, they need Jeff yeah. Levy. To get in here, have a successful season by, you know, the standards that we're kind of setting is like six wins. Mm -hmm. Can he get to a bowl game, show some promise, build a little bit in like two straight recruiting classes, get some good transfers in next year, and then take a step forward and continue to kind of build that way. Mm -hmm. And you need him to be here for several years and steadily building. State doesn't need to be making coaching
0: changes every couple of years. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, they they they've, they've made too many over the last, and that's another thing to consider, right? I mean, what program has four head coaches in seven years? I guess five head coaches in seven years now, and is good. I mean, do you realize how how difficult that would be to be in that situation? It's just it's just tough. So let the yeah. I, I know I know it's going to suck. College football next year is probably it's probably going to suck. If you're Mississippi, if you're a diehard Mississippi State fan and you're a diehard Ole Miss hater, it's just going to be tough because Ole Miss should be pretty good and State's going to struggle at times. You got to embrace. You're going to have to embrace the grind. You know, Booby Dixon would. You're going to have to be be one of those people that does that as well.
1: The Cameron Richardson just committed to Ole Miss, by the way.
0: Okay, so that's that's done. We we didn't talk about you know. Speaking of, of transfer portal stuff, Uh we didn't talk about Will Rogers on yesterday's show. Will Rogers has officially committed to Washington. Somebody is going to look really dumb at the end of this, in my opinion. Uh, if Rogers goes in there and becomes the starting quarterback for Washington, somebody's going to look pretty dumb. Because either Wash, either we're right and we're like, that, is, that doesn't work. He is not a good fit. He can't push the ball down the field the way they want to. He doesn't have the athleticism to, to move around like Penix. Pennick's. Pennick's not a great runner, but he, he's a good enough athlete to move around and escape the pocket. Rodgers is not. So either we're right and they're wrong and they're going to go like seven and five, or we're wrong and Rodgers are going to throw for like 4,000 yards and be in the Heisman conversation, and we're going to be like wondering how the hell did that happen. Will Rogers to Washington, what, what were your first thoughts? when, when we, we saw that Friday night when we were eating dinner.
1: Yeah, interesting uh, pickup. I mean, I think that they have a really good offensive mind there in Washington. And mm-hmm. I feel like surely he can, you know, figure out what to do with Will and how to pattern his offense around him. But you know, a lot of times coaches are, are smarter than everybody else and they they try to take somebody that doesn't fit what they want to do. It really just depends on what they do offensively with him because I think that it's it's definitely it's definitely um you know, a guy that I think that you can't run multiple offenses with. I think Will is good at what he does, but if you take him out of the concepts, I just I don't think you're doing him any favors. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to have some good pieces around him. The problem I think is going he's he's going to be playing some of the best defenses in the country in the Big Ten. If they were in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. I would feel a lot better about what he was doing. But going up against the Iowa's of the world, and I'm not sure who's on his schedule next year. If he's playing Michigan or Ohio State, like, it's going to be tough. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. I, I certainly wish him the best. I hope he has success there myself. So, you know, I, I don't wish him any ill will at all. He needed a new start. I think that's a good place for him. In a really good offense, for him to land at a place that's playing in the playoff this year, I mean, he hit the jackpot.
0: Yeah, it um, definitely, it's it's definitely from his perspective about the best he could have possibly hoped for. I'm just really yeah. surprised to see it, you know, because Washington doesn't like you said doesn't really run the the the, the offense I would have thought Rodgers would have been most comfortable in. But like I said, somebody's going to look really dumb. In January of next year. And I don't know if it's us or them. After this past season, I'm going to lean towards us, to be totally honest with you, Robbie. I think Rogers be in New York for, for Heisman Trophy at the rate that the radar predictions have gone uh, the, pat, the past 12 months. All right, let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. This holiday season, man, this is a great time to be cooking with beef. You know, when you're talking about Christmas morning, you're going to put like a big Christmas roast out there, prime rib, beef tenderloin. I mean, those those are the special kind of meals you want to make on the best holiday of the year. So why don't you look into that? Head to your butcher shops, your local meat markets, and talk to those guys. Grab yourself some red meat to cook on Christmas Day. That's the present everybody will want to unwrap come lunchtime. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council, Two Brothers Smoke Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I don't know where I was going there. I felt a P coming on there that was not in the in the word. I was going to say the Spoked Meats for a second there. I don't I don't I don't know what those are. Uh, but Two Brothers Smoked Meats is a great restaurant. I've been telling you about Two Brothers for years. We talked. This is this is the highest recommendation I gave and give Two Brothers even before they were a sponsor on this show. I always talked about how much I enjoyed eating at Two Brothers. So back when I was giving away the reads for Two Brothers, you guys knew that that was a place I liked to eat a lot. And so now nothing has changed. The food is fantastic. The people are great. It's such a great location too, just right there in the middle of the Cotton District, so close to campus. I love going there. If you if you if you're ever at Two Brothers, you got a better than fifty fifty chance that I'm going to be there as well, and Robbie too. Robbie and I are both. We are. We need to come up with a name for Two Brothers fans. Robbie. We need, we're all brothers there. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. I'm gonna think about family. That. Family. Well, I feel like we're ripping off Brandon Walker if we do family. I don't want to do that. But we can That's Brandon Walker's thing. Yeah, they, that's what the, his podcast. They got. They do fam, Their family.
1: Well, uh, he didn't create the term family.
0: Well, I mean, I it's know been used but, before, but as we've been talking about the past few weeks, you know, sometimes you, something is there. And somebody else will claim they invented it. And at that point, what are you going to do? You're just fighting uphill. Right. right. So we'll figure it out. And we're still going to go eat there. It's two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton district. Great products and great services. What every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at advantage business systems. And they have for going on 49 years. And the reason they've been able to stay open that long is because they take care of their customers. Bottom line. So, If you need uh, any kind of technology for your business, if you need a new copier, if you need new printers, new computers, new laptops, give them a call and see the great selection of products they have to offer. But what makes them stand out is the way they service after the sale. If you have any kind of problems, you're calling back the same people who made you the sale. No 1-800 number, no call centers, no out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people. A lot of times they can fix your problem the same day because you're in Mississippi just like them. That makes it a lot easier for you. Give them a call, 601-362-9192, or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The collegiate collection at the Rogue, that's where your next polo or pullover is going to come from, unless you just want to look dumb. I'm calling you out right now, Mr. I'm wearing, you know, God knows what, three-color polo with a banner rim the size of a basketball in the middle of it. No. Nobody wants to wear that. All right? Go get you a nice, stylish, maroon or white polo. Maroon or white polo. Not not and. Not and. Not maroon, white, gray, and maybe a little black on the side there. None of that. Simple, stylish polos and pullovers from the Rogue. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the rogue. We said we'd have some recruiting to talk about, and we do. All right. EMCC linebacker Marcus Ross added to the class of twenty twenty-four. Uh, contrary to some uh, internet belief, not just 16 tackles last year, Robbie. He had he had 77 tackles uh, for EMCC, who of course were the national runner ups, losing in their in their uh, the national championship game uh, last week. If is this a, a, a smart move by Mississippi State that they seem to be missing out on the portal guys? Maybe a few JUCO guys is the answer there. I
1: mean, if you look at some of the guys they're going after in the portal, why not? Um... You know, I just – I don't think they're exactly going after difference makers there on the defensive side of the ball. And if you're going to get some group of five guys anyway, you might as well get a guy that led his team in tackles and and all that. I mean, he had a good season. I I thought he was good this year. State just needs a lot of bodies on the defensive side of the ball, try to stack some guys there. And I I don't think it's a terrible get for him. I think he's a guy that can contribute next year.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I just look at that linebacker group. I mean, they need depth. You know, when you're trying to replace Watson and Johnson, I mean, you got to have some guys there. And I mean, right now, you know, we talked about when state signed guys like Avery Sledge and and uh, Khalid Moore and, and that group. That you know, that was the next group of linebackers in Mississippi State, but they haven't had their opportunity to prove themselves yet. They haven't they haven't gotten the the, the reps and quite and when they have gotten them, not, neither none of them have. None of the young linebackers have stood out to me at Mississippi State, you know, over the past couple of years. John Lewis Lewis has made a couple of plays here and there. Don Terry Russell, who looks like he'll be playing outside linebacker for Mississippi State this year, has made some plays here and there, but you haven't seen anybody, you know, kind of the way that Buki Watson flashed when he was young, or or you know Bernardrick McKinney did going going back a ways or Errol Thompson did. So. You know, there's going to be a lot of competition for those spots. So, I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't fault going after a, a JUCO linebacker for sure. I, JUCO recruiting to me is so interesting right now, and State's got a few guys from EMCC, you know, committed, and that that now that worries me. To be totally honest with you, not not that EMCC is not a great program and they put great players out every year, but when you got three or four guys from one junior college, on on, the, I just don't know. I don't know about that sometimes, but. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, I mean, Western flashbacks.
1: I definitely would not, you know, hitch my wagon to Juco guys this day and age. I, I just, I don't think that's a smart thing to do, is heavily recruiting Juco players. Right. When you have the transfer portal and you can actually go out and get guys that have power five or group of five experience. That's kind of your Juco now, is the transfer portal you can go out and get those players that have experience. Because used to the JUCO um, guys were your guys that you – when you wanted to get somebody that can come in that has experience in college football that could be ready to play in the SEC, start or be a, a solid depth piece, that's where you would go. But a lot of these guys are no longer going to JUCO because they're going from the transfer portal to other schools. Right. A lot of those players would go from Power 5 or something to JUCO. You can go mm-hmm. get them.
0: Montez so, is the best example of that. Jonathan Abram.
1: Right. Chauncey Rivers, yeah. guys like that. Um, But I will say this. That doesn't mean that you stop recruiting Juco because there's still going to be those diamonds out there in junior college that come through. I mean, we saw it with Deion Smith this year um, at Holmes. I mean, there's still some really good players in Juco. So I, I would not – totally go all in on juco but i think you can fill in some spots uh you know i I like i like some of these guys that mississippi state is recruiting on the juco side of things and you know marcus ross could be one of those guys that that steps in and and helps you out next year and i think you know ashaun shepard's a guy that that came on late so we'll see if he's able to to help mississippi State on the defensive line they certainly need it and then I, i like keaton thomas too from Uh, North Northeast Mississippi. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He was one of the top linebackers. He's going
0: to flip there.
1: Yeah, he's committed to Baylor, which I always will sign off on a defensive guy that Dave Miranda likes.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Um, Calvin Dinkins was like that too. State was battling Baylor for Calvin Dinkins Mm. a couple years ago late in the process. I like Keaton Thomas a lot. I I think he could help Mississippi State too on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm not totally against these – um, some of these Juco guys.
0: We'll see how it all pans out. Like I said this 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 kind of kind of ties into what we talked about in the first part of the show that you know next year is going to be a bit of a process and there's going to be you know when state wins games, they're gonna win games by being good offensively. Um, and even even then, I mean, you know we got to see what you, you, I feel like I had more confidence, you know four four years ago, I guess I should say that Matt Corral would be good. Under Lane Kiffin than I do right now under about Parson or Shape, so that's just where I am right now. So, but I'm I'm just gonna I I am definitely gonna be in wait and see mode on all of this, Uh, especially after this past season where I I sort of put my my neck out there and and got bit. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna let this season play out before I make any general massive generalizations uh, one way or the other. All right, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. My guess is you've got questions. So feel free to send them to them, and we'll do all that. Uh, Thursday, obviously, we'll recap National Signing Day uh, and all the players that Mississippi State has uh, has gotten into the boat. And then uh, we'll have to talk some, uh, some basketball going into the weekend as well with the uh, the Rutger ga- Rutgers game on Saturday. Don't forget, Friday's podcast this is the last thunder and lightning of 2023. When we come back, it'll be uh, a new year, new beginnings for a lot of us. And – uh We'll go from there. Guys, have a great day. Don't forget to get your, get your questions and We'll talk to you again tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad, thanks for listening to Thundering Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Time to play
1: the game! <laughs> it's all about the game! And how you play it, all about your control. And if you can take it, all about
0: your debt. And if you can pay it, it's all about pain. And who's going to make it? I am the game. Guy... A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.